So Tuesday, it shouldn't be a surprise that there are more white male movie critics than women or people of color. But did you know that actually the top 100 grossing films of last year, white critics, both men and women, it was 82% who actually did the movie reviews for last year. Wow. Uh, The numbers don't look so good for the breakdown between men and women either. Uh, Nearly 78% of the reviews were written by men. And as you might have guessed, we are taking a little bit of a different spin here with this episode. We're breaking down the numbers and taking a critical look at the film critic field here on Whiskey and Popcorn. The University of Southern California's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism recently published an in-depth study of the race and gender breakdown of movie reviewers. And just speaking anecdotally here, none of these numbers actually really surprise me, even with how large the disparity is. I've been reviewing films since 2014, and I've seen for myself just how few women and people of color write movie reviews. I'm part of the Phoenix Critics Circle here in the Valley, and I can tell you that I am one of three women in that group. And there's only two of us that I've actually really seen at the films and actually writing reviews. And the the group is 19 people. The national average is 3.5 male reviewers to one female reviewer. So that's a huge discrepancy. I mean, just look at when we attend a local screening. We're greatly outnumbered, and the women in the press section are mainly girlfriends and wives. There's even here in Arizona where you would expect to have maybe a little bit more of a Latina or Latino mix. It's still mostly white reviewers in there as well. But before we move on and get any deeper into this, I do want to point out where the report sourced its data from. They pulled all their information from Rotten Tomatoes. They evaluated just under 20,000 reviews from last year specifically. And the study is really comprehensive in its fascinating. We'll link to it on our website. But I want to talk more about why this disparity between who's doing the movie reviews is alarming. And for all the eye rolling uh, that movie reviewing gets, like I can't tell you how many previous publishers I've talked to said, oh, well, you can write this for free. Oh, it's just a review. That's not real journalism. It has a huge impact on whether or not people are swayed to see a movie, which is like a big cross-section of our entertainment here in the United States. So, I mean, just think about it. If a friend of yours saw a movie and they said it was amazing, you got to see it, what are the odds that you're actually going to go? Or the reverse, if they said it's the worst movie ever, don't go, you would probably would write it off. Right. My roommates only go to movies I recommend because they know I go before them and I do advanced screenings. And with most of the movie pricing nowadays being upwards of $10, you want to know if it's good before you cough up the dough. So just right there, anecdotally, we can tell you, film reviews help shape public opinion and our movie culture. And this is particularly true for the smaller, more indie or like thinky type movies. Um, I, now, I will just kind of be honest here. I don't think critic reviews have a huge effect on stuff like superhero movies or the big tentpole summer films. Most people are going to go see those blockbuster films and the millions of dollars that they pull in just in the U.S., you know, it's a lot of money. 
critic reviews, they may or, or may not tank it. Well, and they already have that that backing and that following. But, you know, I know very few people who don't check Rotten Tomatoes before going to a movie. It, it has major street cred. Exactly. And there is a huge problem when nearly 80% of the film reviews that are coming out only come from one subset of our society. And just because a white man tells me a film is good or bad, it's just not representative of our society here in the United States. And it could be that, you know, this critic who's a white guy, and he could be a fantastic film critic. I'm not going to knock their their reviewing uh, street cred here. But just because they may think a movie is terrible doesn't mean that me as a white woman is going to agree with that. And so, like, I have an example here, uh, the movie Book Club. That film did not get a lot of love from the major film critics. Uh, Its score on Rotten Tomatoes is 54%. And this is a movie, it's about older women actually having sex lives. And if you think about it, this movie might have done better if the major reviewers had a more equal spread between men and women and people of color and people of diverse backgrounds. But I really feel like for a film like that, the reviews were skewed because it's mostly men reviewing that movie. Well, that's the thing. We liked it. And I think that it would have done much better had we even had close to a decent representation, maybe even 45% women. I think it would have done leaps and bounds better. Uh, It's interesting because now we're getting this emergence of powerful, like female-driven movies. So think Wonder Woman, Ocean's 8, Girls Trip. These movies are continuing to be reviewed by white men. And what does that do to their reviews? It, it just it misrepresents the real feelings, I think, on a national level of particular films. Now, how do you think that reviews change with an underrepresentation of people of color. The study we were looking at said that reviews by women of color amounted to only 2.5% of all reviews. Now, I will say, you and I can't speak on behalf of women of color or just people of color, but how dramatic do you think that that alters reviews when that representation isn't there? Well, I think it's absolutely has an enormous impact because when you think about it, film studios still, in addition to relying on dollars and people going to the films, they are relying on those critical reviews because, again, of that symbiotic relationship of, oh, this movie is getting good reviews, so I'm going to go see it. Well, there's already a huge gap in the fact that we don't have very diverse films. Like, look, Black Panther came out this year. How long have we been doing these Marvel Universe movies before we got Black Panther? You could probably count on your both hands, I would hope both hands by mm. now, but uh, films that have a diverse class, that have a person of color as the lead and is more representative say, but most of the films are still about white men. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just, it's mirroring what's going on with the film critics. So, well, and that was the thing. There was, a, there was a bunch of drama about certain aspects of Black Panther. And was it because it was an all-black cast? Then you have people screaming, well, shouldn't you have at least one white person in Black Panther, you know? And and so it's it's just so incredibly skewed that they still had issues, more issues than I think they would with any of the other comic book movies. And, you know, racial undertones are possibly a reason. 
Well, I also think, you know, the types of questions that we ask of films that are with mainly people of color cast or it's, you know, women, you know, they get asked questions that you would never ask of another film that's where it's just a white cast and a white male lead. Like, you, you just don't, like, oh, well, you know, this film, I'm going to compare it to, well, Ocean's 8 is a great example. Here's a franchise that's all been previous men before, and now it's women. And yet, you know, it's like, oh, how does it compare to the men? Or, you know, was it weird that they didn't have any strong male leads in the film? You know, it those kind of questions, I feel like we should be beyond that by now, and yet we're still there and it's bothersome to me it really no, is you see it you see it across multiple platforms whether it's actors and actresses or you know even let's say popular tennis stars where they ask the women what are, who are you wearing and you know these female tennis stars are going would you ask that of the men and it, it just it's cross platform and i think we're just starting to realize how very skewed it is and misrepresented within the film reviewing community. I think if we really want to make progress on the types of films that get the wider press, that make it big, you really do need to equal out the playing field in front of the camera, behind the camera, but also the people reviewing the films and who are shaping public opinion on what is a good film. Because we all know Hollywood would not make another movie uh, let's just say Black Panther tanked. If Black Panther tanked, they would not make another colored superhero movie for who knows how long. Yeah, ever. Same thing with Wonder Woman. Like, Marvel Universe still hasn't even gotten to their female superheroes yet. It, they're coming finally, but it's just crazy to me. But what's really interesting is I don't feel that this industry particularly discriminates whatsoever. So, you know, is it an interest factor where... You know, it, for sign language interpreting, we end up getting a lot of religious and uh, mainly like Mormon, uh, usually women, uh, because they like the helper role. And that's like they want to feel like they're getting up and making a difference every day. Or in nursing, you, it's still very skewed in nursing. And is there something particularly about film reviewing that is just more driven towards white male populace because I you know I've never seen someone denied doing a press review because they're a person of color <laughs> you know it just doesn't happen in this industry so is it interest-based is it just people of color don't want to do reviews I mean I I think it's more an opportunity uh, yeah. aspect you know you, you if you want to take a step back further and just kind of break down just the field of journalism in general uh, and do see how many when men and how many women how many people of color the numbers I would like to see actually a comparison of, of that but it's probably a little bit of a similar numbers game unless you're the obscure blogger you know writing film reviews um, and that's one thing this this study does not necessarily take into account all the bloggers and smaller reviewers they're they're looking at more of the major ones who have been accepted by Rotten Tomatoes looking at the big players a lot of them, New York Times, L.A. Times, The New Yorker, The Chicago Tribune, what have you. Those are big outlets, and they're still mostly white and a yeah. lot of the time mostly male. So I think it's a symptom of that, not so much of a symptom that there's not an interest. But the question is, how do we change that? 
do you have to make it big to really get your opinion out there and heard? I mean, we're kind of faced with that here. We're we're not an enormous movie review podcast. But um, no, and by no means is it our day job that we can support ourselves on. <laughs> um, and that really coincides with the opportunity stance. Some people have to work two jobs and we're fortunate enough that we get to do this. And with the small money that does come in, you know, we appreciate it. Thank you for our advertisers. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's not always something that someone can just have the time to do. Mm-hmm. I would like to see is the the opportunity extended and allowing people to to get into reviewing and it maybe lower the barriers a bit because i know at least in the the market that we're in here the to get on the critics list uh there are there's a list of rules and steps that you have to follow and i feel like it might be prohibitive to people of color if they're not already affiliated with a newsroom. Absolutely. Um, but that's just speaking from the Phoenix market. It could be different in other markets. But it, it would be nice to see that change, and it would be nice to see more women and more people of color getting their voices out there and shaping what pop culture should be. Yeah. Sadly, it won't be something that we'll solve today, but we would love your ideas in the comments and you know, hopefully this podcast will one day save the world. But, you know, <laughs> for for now, we can complain about it and try to think of some good ideas. And your your guys' input would help. Absolutely. And thank you guys so much for listening to our first feature podcast. We have the link for the USC study on our website so you can check it out. We'll also put it on the Facebook page and Twitter. And be sure to tune in. we got more movie reviews coming your way. Thanks so much for listening. 